0: Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love all while doing it your way. I'm your host Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. Today on the podcast, it is a solo cast, and I am diving into a topic that I absolutely love and I think is going to be extremely helpful for a lot of you as listeners, if not all of you as listeners. Today, we're diving into the topic of how to handle objections. Sales is something that I think can be scary at times, but absolutely most necessary, especially if you're a business owner in learning how to sell, whether that is through customer conversations, sales calls, or learning how to sell in an online digital space using sales pages, landing pages, and through copy and content. But today I want to focus on the piece of a sales conversation specifically if you are a coach or if you have an offer that has some sort of sales call component to your sales process. And so the example that I'm going to play with today is let's say you're a coach. You have either a high ticket one-on-one offer or a high ticket group coaching Offer. And maybe you do a sales training webinar that then your prospects or buyers can sign up to schedule a 20 minute, 25 minute sales call conversation with you to learn a little bit more about your offer. The other example is, let's say you have a intake form on your website, someone signs up through that intake form, and now you are on the call. During that call, when you get to the end of it and you make your offer, you offer that buyer an opportunity to work with you, whether it's one-on-one or again, like in a group coaching setting or something that you are selling, you are getting to that point and you make the offer. You invite them to sign up, to pay you. And you're saying, hey, based on our conversations, here's what I think makes most sense moving forward. And you invite them into your offer. Typically in that moment is usually where we might find ourselves meeting resistance. And they may say that their objection is price. It could be timing, could be I don't have the bandwidth. There's a lot of universal objections and sometimes the default thinking is to think that our objection is so unique. But one of the things that I have learned by leading training and experiencing my own self through sales conversations is that objections tend to be pretty universal and it's how we move through that objection and handle that objection in the moment that will dictate the outcome of that sales call. Now, we won't win every single opportunity or every single sales call conversation that we have. But if we are currently closing two out of 10 sales calls that we have and we can close one more, so three out of 10, whatever that rate, whatever that cost or that investment price of your offer, then you just increase that revenue. So if you have a high ticket offer that's $10,000 and normally you close two out of 10 calls, but you close three out of 10, you just increase your revenue by $10,000. And so moving the needle, even though sometimes it may feel small, can actually make a really, really big impact. And typically what I have found that happens is that when we're in the sales conversation and that objection comes up, our tendency is either to freeze and we get nervous. And again, sales takes time. It's not something that we had automatically when we came out of a womb. We have to learn it. But we either freeze up and we get nervous and we turn red and we stumble over our words and we mentally are like, oh my gosh, I agree with them. Maybe we're not even as confident going into the sales conversation, which is a whole different separate conversation and podcast. But in that moment, we freeze up and our brain kind of freaks out. And we're like, oh, okay, okay, where where do I go? We're thinking to our head, we're overwhelming ourselves. And then we get off the call as quickly as we can. The other thing that we have a tendency to do, and again, this doesn't mean that this happens all the time, but we do what I like to call feature dump. We try to resell our offer by stacking features and all the bells and whistles that our buyer doesn't even really care about. And when we stack all the features on top of one another and we say, well, you get this and you get that and you have this and you get this experience and this and this and this and they don't really value it because they don't care, it actually devalues our offer and then they're even more checked out of the conversation. The reason why people give objections, there's so many reasons why people give objections, but some of the top reasons that I have found through my sales training and my experience is one, they don't really fully understand the value of the offer that you're presenting. So that's one thing, they don't quite understand what your program or service does for them. What is the benefit of your coaching program, whether it's group or whether it's one-on-one? What is the transformation that it will provide and what is the value that it offers? So that's number one. Number one, most people give objections because they don't understand the value. Two, they may give an objection that is really a smokescreen. It's not the true reason of giving their objection. And then it's up to us to really uncover and understand what is that true objection. And so they give objections because they don't understand the value. The other thing is, is that they may not feel comfortable being honest with us about something that they don't understand. And so they give us that smokescreen. Now, again, there are many reasons, other reasons why we get objections. But those are the two main reasons why people give objections. And so the question is, how do we navigate objections? And there's a lot of different things that we can do to help mitigate and to help reduce objections, which I'm going to share here in just a minute. But when objections happen, our tendency is to go into a fight or flight. We freeze up or we start fighting. We start feature dumping. We start pushing. We start explaining why our offer is the best offer. Instead, what I want you to do is create space and take a moment and acknowledge, empathize how they might feel, why they might feel the way that they feel. And in this piece, I recommend acknowledging how they feel, not by saying, I can understand, because that phrase can be very off-putting in some situations, but by acknowledging how you can see how they feel that way, right? I can see how you feel that way. It's a little different than I understand, but I can see how you feel that way. So we want to acknowledge and validate, let them know that we're listening rather than trying to sell them. That's often another mistake is that when we hear the objection, we go into freeze up or feature dump, we try to sell them. And when we try to sell them when they're not in a position of actually listening, we create more resistance and then they become checked out of the conversation. So when someone says, I love what you're doing, just now, like I don't have the financial resources at this time, I want you to acknowledge and say, hey, I can see that. Definitely a lot of my other clients have have felt the same way, right? So we want to acknowledge. The second thing that we want to do when that objection comes up is we want to get curious, right? Sometimes they say, like I was saying earlier, they share an objection, they say an objection, but it's not really clear as to what that objection means. And it's okay for us to go back into discovery and to be curious. We can go back and ask questions and say, you know, tell me a little bit more of what is the most important thing to you right now. What do you want to achieve in the next six to 12 months? Have them talk, get curious, clarify what it is. If they say timing, you know, now's not the right time. Hey, listen, I can completely see where you're coming from. Life is busy. There's a lot of things going on. Just so I know, as far as timing, what would make it the best time for you? What would need to be true in order for you to make it the best time, just so I understand, right? We want to clarify what is going on. Next, we want to restate, but basically summarize back what we heard them say in their answers. And when we can summarize back, that allows us to check our understanding of what they said. And the benefit of that is to make sure that we are on the same page. Okay, so what, what I hear you saying is that Originally, you signed up. You just really, this was an informational call. You wanted to get more information so that the next time when this, when the cart opens, you'll be ready to go. You know what to expect. You can align everything and get it sorted. Is that correct? So, again, we're not trying to solve. We're not trying to sell. All we're trying to do is understand and listen. That's it. Reduce the resistance. And then when their resistance is lower and they're not objecting as intensely, let's say, they're more likely to be open to listening. It's when their resistance is high and we start pushing, their resistance continues to go up and they're not as receptive. They're not gonna listen. Whatever we say falls on deaf ears. As we empathize, as we get curious, as we understand and restate and summarize back to them what we heard and we get them to a yes, that lets us know that we're on the same page. Then we can proceed forward in what it is and how we want to respond. Maybe we bring up a few different points that we haven't discussed at that point in the sales call. Maybe we reiterate some of the benefits of the program and how it's going to help them overcome some of their objections. And again, we're not going to win them all. But if we can win one more out of 10, we can increase our conversion rate and increase our revenue. Okay? then we go back in and to move forward in the sales process to the next steps. So again, let me repeat that. When that objection comes in, and most of, most of the time they're universal, they're timing, they are pricing, they are, it could be that they don't have enough support, whatever that might be, rather than trying to solutionize right when that comes in, we want to create space. We want to get curious. We want to empathize. We want to ask questions to better understand. It's very much like physician when you go see a doctor they want to ask you questions so that they can better understand what it is that you're feeling how are you feeling what's going on so that they can proceed forward with the correct recommendation in terms of how to move forward in the next steps. If you walked into a physician's office and simply said, I have a cough and they go, great, I know exactly what to offer you. You're thinking, wait, what? They didn't do enough discovery. Do they really understand me? Let's go through the process. Let's validate by empathizing, asking questions, getting curious, restating our understanding, getting that yes, and then we can respond in a way that makes the most sense based on what they shared with us. And again, it's okay. We're not going to win them all. But if we can just win one more out of 10, if we're already closing two out of 10, if we can win one more, think of what that would do for your business. The last piece I want to offer you is there are a couple things that we can do to reduce the number of objections that we get. So think about your sales intake form. When someone signs up for a discovery or sales call with you, what are the questions that you are asking on that form? And do they provide you with significant information that's significant that will put you in a stronger position when you go into the sales meeting? Or are they questions of like, tell me about yourself? It's a really vague question. And it's like, tell me about yourself. Well, do you want to know the whole story? What specifically do you want to know? And so number one, I encourage you that if you have a sales intake form to go back on your website and go over those questions and really ask yourself, do these questions provide Value and insight for me to use to have a better conversation on the call. Number two is if you find that you are getting the same objection over and over, you hear the same objection, price, timing, over and over, whatever that is, there's a saying that the person that gets to the objection first wins. Because if you wait for objections to happen at the end of the sales call, it puts you on the defense. So I encourage you to identify what's the most common objection you receive and bring that up sooner in the call. You know, something that would be an objection, especially with our business and helping those who are working a nine to five is that I don't have enough time. And so for me, rather than waiting for the I don't have enough time to come up in the objection at the end, I bring that up earlier. Hey, listen, like a lot of our clients that have had success have have mentioned that, you know, their time is valuable and they don't have a lot of time. And so Here's what we do to help navigate that so that you're not spinning your wheels, you're not wasting energy, and you're not wasting your time, right? Bringing that up sooner in the conversation rather than waiting for it. So again, it's also overall qualifying. If you find that you're getting on calls and people that you are speaking to aren't necessarily your target audience, then the question is, is how can we qualify them sooner? Is it a financial... Uh, there's my, I went accent, financial. I could take that out, but I think that's funny. Is it a financial requirement? Do you, what? what is the basis? You can ask them, are they ready to invest five figures into your coaching program? Yes or no? And that's a way to qualify. Because let's say you're getting a ton of people on the sales calls, but then they're not ready to invest. Let's say your offer is $5,000. How can we qualify that sooner? And we can put that in our intake form. When we can qualify sooner at the top of the funnel, it makes it more efficient, it makes it a more optimized funnel, and it saves you time and energy as the coach or the person on your sales team, making it overall more efficient, okay? So again, that is why don't freeze up a couple of last parting thoughts when it comes to overcoming objections. Really figure out the mindset in which you go into sales calls. Are you nervous or are you confident? Are you steady and grounded in your offer? Do you believe in your offer? If not, let's go back and look at your mindset. What do we need to think in order to put you in a position of being confident? Now, if you're just starting out in business, repetition builds competence, which competence builds confidence. And so there is going to probably be that period in which you you are uncomfortable because again sales is a skill set that we weren't born with we have to cultivate and so don't get discouraged and think that just because you're uncomfortable and that 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 you're quote unquote bad with it or that you should quit it just might mean that okay you're in the stage of where you're building that competence to get to that confidence piece, so remember that. And get excited about objections. When people give you objections, the fact that they are giving an objection actually means that they're still in the conversation versus checked out, so that's a good thing. And stick to the process. Don't go right into trying to solutionize. Don't try to go right into a response. Take a moment, empathize, create some space, get curious, and summarize back what you heard. Let them know that you're listening, not just trying to sell then respond accordingly in what makes the most sense. And again, as a recap, the two things that you can do to help reduce objections is one, qualify sooner in the sales process. You can do this by your intake form. And number two, bring it up earlier in the sales call itself. Lastly, one great thing that you can use your FAQ section for on your sales page is for objections. So thinking about the most common, make a list of most common objections that you hear word for word, don't just say price, and put those in the FAQ section. That's a really great place on a sales page to overcome objections. So what is the question that you're getting time and time again? And then what's your response and put that in the FAQ section. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I will see you back here next week. And until then, keep doing it your way. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to shediditherway.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes. And you can also access free trainings and resources all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.